Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Okay, you guys, there is so much more to life than just workouts and healthy recipes. This is all of those real moments, the good, the bad, and the sometimes hilarious things that make life so worth living. So how do you live it? This is the Let's Do Life podcast with me, Autumn Calabrese. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode two of the Let's Do Life podcast with me, Autumn Calabrese. Today, I have a very special topic to be talking about. We are talking about doing life with your ex. Yes, I was married. Yes, I am divorced. And yes, I have a very special guest on the show today. It is my ex-husband and my personal assistant. They are one in the same. His name is Kent Guzman, and he will be joining us in just a little bit. But before we jump into speaking with him... Um, let's let's take it back a minute. Let me tell you why I chose to do or to talk about this topic. I think the biggest reason I chose to talk about the topic is because every time people hear that my assistant is my ex-husband, their jaw hits the floor. They're in shock. And then they say things to me like, that's crazy. You know you guys are not normal. And yeah, I do know that we are not the normal. And I will say this, I know not every situation is going to end in a positive one, but um, I wish more of them did, especially when there are kids involved. So let me just back it up much further than that before, um, before we talk to Kent. So I am the product of divorced parents. My parents got divorced when I was two years old. So I don't remember their divorce, but I do remember the many, many years that came after that and them not getting along and them fighting and one having something bad to say about the other one constantly and me and my brother and sister sort of always feeling like we were in the middle of their feud. And it wasn't until 23, 24 years later when my older sister became pregnant with her first child that my parents finally decided that they needed to at least be able to get along a little bit or tolerate being in the same room with each other so that during the holidays and birthdays and special occasions, they could both be there for their grandson. And since then, um, I, they're they're not best friends by any stretch of the imagination. They don't talk to each other on a regular basis or anything like that. But if we're all together, they can handle being around each other and being nice to each other. But that took 23 years. So fast forward to meeting the man that became my husband and us dating, and he is 12 years older than I am. We met when I was 23 going on 24. So he is 12 years older than I am. He had already been to, he had already been married. He was going through a divorce. He had a child with his first wife. Um, and the only thing I'll say about that is that that was a hard relationship that ended. It didn't end nicely. So as we started our relationship and, and grew closer and talked and, and eventually decided that, yes, we wanted to get married, we both came from the perspective of making sure that we went into the relationship and the marriage with our eyes wide open. That doesn't mean we went into our marriage thinking that it would fail, but we also went into it um, having really open discussions and conversations about the realistic possibility of you know, one day, if this, if, if things change, how would we 
want to treat each other and be treated by the other person. So we had a lot of conversations about that. Like I said, me being from divorce, parents, him having gone through a divorce, although his parents had been married their entire lives until the day his dad passed. So he came from parents who had a strong marriage, but again, he had already been divorced. So we had those conversations and we both agreed that no matter what happened with our marriage, if it did not work out, that we would always treat each other with nothing but respect, no matter what. We would never have a bad word to say about each other in front of children, if we had children together. And um, we would just do our best to honor our relationship and the love that we had for each other, okay? So we dated for two years. We did get married. We were married for almost five years. We had our son Dominic together. And by the time Dominic was two, we realized that over the course of those seven years, we had grown and we had grown apart despite best efforts. We had tried very hard. We had had many conversations. Like I said, we're 12 years apart. And in relationships, you either Everybody grows in relationships. You just either grow together or you grow apart. And unfortunately, Kent and I realized that we had grown apart. And despite our best efforts, we weren't going to make it as a married couple. And we had the hard conversation and we did decide to end our marriage. We decided to get divorced. And I honestly believe that for us, I'm not advocating divorce, but for us and our situation, that was the best decision that we could have ever made. And we made it at the right time because making that decision when we did, we were able to exit our marriage in a kind, respectful way. That doesn't mean we didn't have bumps and bruises in the first year or two after the divorce. We definitely did. But we were able to still remain friends. We were able to still co-parent Dominic, make decisions for Dominic together. Doesn't mean we always see eye to eye, but in general, we were able to just maintain a really healthy relationship. And in a lot of ways, I feel like we have still honored the vows that we made to each other on our wedding day because we decided to go our separate ways. You know, on our wedding day, we promised to love each other forever. We promised to be there for each other um, and respect each other. And we do that. It's in a very different way. It's in a friendship way, but um, very much love and care for the father of my child. He's still one of my best friends to this day. And as I mentioned, he is my personal assistant and has been my personal assistant for almost two years now. And like I said, I know that shocks a lot of people. But um, but for us, it works really well. And we've been able to get to this place because we had those conversations from the beginning. And like I said, there are a lot of bumps and bruises once we did decide to get divorced. And we're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about that. Like I said, nothing bad happened between us. Um, there was no one thing. We just grew apart. And so now here we are. Um, we have been divorced for nine years. Dominic is 11. And like I said, we are the best of friends. He's my personal assistant. We co-parent Dominic together. And we're just here to talk about it. We're going to get jump into what that like, what that life has been like for us, what that transition was like for us at the beginning, um, what life was like the first couple years after that, and how it came to be that he is my assistant and 
then we'll take some questions from you guys. So let's just jump right in. Um, We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Kent will be joining us and we'll just be talking about doing life as exes and co-workers. Stay tuned. All right, you guys, we are back and my ex-husband slash personal assistant, Kent, is joining us. So Kent, welcome to the Let's Do Life podcast. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already afraid of how this is going to go. First of all, I will just tell you guys, (laughs) he is a smart ass. Um, Amongst other things. Yes, but he tortures me and he completely makes my life much easier. So... um, Great right. choice of words, by the way, because I thought that was going to go the other direction for a second. <laughs> we're going to have a fight right here no. within the first minute. Okay, so I opened the podcast and I was just talking to everybody and sort of explaining that, yes, you know, we dated for two years, then we were married for almost five. We've now been divorced for seven. And I was explaining that very early on before we ever even got married, you and I had really open conversations about marriage and the fact that, you know, we were going into it with eyes wide open, not really... Um, not expecting anything to end, but also having sort of a, a little bit of an understanding that if it didn't work out for us, how would we handle life moving forward? Because we knew we wanted to have kids together. Right. Be more realistic about everything. Yeah. And so we had a lot of conversations about like the fact that obviously my parents had been divorced and that, you know, they did not have a very good relationship for right. 23 years. You had gone through a divorce. You're 12 years older than me. And that. Oh, thanks for had, that putting that out there. Appreciate I, it. Yeah. <laughs> and that had its own, that had its own complications. And that's all I said about that. But that the fact that, you know, we had both experienced what it could look like to have a really ugly divorce and right. have the kids impacted by it. So we knew we didn't want that. Right. And then I also obviously explained like nothing bad happened between us. So I know that we sit in a little bit different position than some people do. Correct. But nonetheless, a divorce is still hard. So, what What is your opinion, I guess, about how we ended up being able to be where we are today, seven years later? You know, nice intro, by the way. Um, I honestly believe that because we had, well, there are two things. Number one was the, the mutual respect that we always had, the understanding that we had from the very beginning. And we did spend a number of years together before Dominic even came around. So we had a lot of time to foster the relationship between us on on many different levels. So that's number one, that foundational respect. And number two, I think obviously when Dominic came around, we had a vested interest, a mutual interest to that child. And because of that, I think it made things so much easier for us, given our already existing foundation of respect for each other and our friendship. So it it just really felt seamless. And, you know, for many of my family members and friends, they almost didn't believe how amicable Right. Or separation was. I even sat there, you know, to some degree, even thinking, wow, is this really happening the way it is? You know? Yeah. But it was good. I mean, it was, it could have been a lot worse. And we know stories of people that have it a lot worse. So I was always, I always appreciated that. Yeah. I mean, I, I know people, it's interesting because you said, obviously, we have a vested interest in our child. And I think everybody has a vested interest in their child. And yet, it's so easy to get caught up in the like, anger at the other person. It's so easy. Here's what I'll say. It's easy to let your ego get involved, right? And to, to, to let the ego side of you get hurt and, and feel 
not wanted or not good enough because something doesn't work out instead of just acknowledging that like sometimes things don't just work out and it doesn't mean that like there's anything wrong with you or there's anything wrong with me but so often people can't look past that right they feel like oh well you you decided not to be with me anymore so there's something wrong with me and the hurt from that stops them from seeing the bigger picture which is you know here's the thing if you don't have a kid fine if you get divorced so to big. each their right. own, you go your separate ways. But the second you have a child, you're forever in that person's life. And instead of seeing it for like, okay, it's not about you and it's not about me because we're adults and we can handle our feelings. But right. this this little human needs both of us and this little human loves both of us. Mm-hmm. And this little human shouldn't know anything other than love and respect and getting that from both parents and not feeling caught in the middle. And again, I mean, I experienced it with my parents, so I know what that was like to, yeah. to listen to them sort of speak poorly about each other or fight with each other and thing and like play each other off against of each other. Each, yeah. yeah. Against each other. It, you know, and I always, as much as I did my best to understand that part of your life and your history, it was difficult for me to really put a face with a name because my mom and dad were together until my dad passed away in 97. So it was hard for me to really understand being in your shoes because I had never experienced that. So I think just that alone, as funny as it may sound, it actually helped me to be a little more supportive of where you were growing up and being a product of a divorced family. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things that really helped significantly in that aspect. But, um, you know, the seamlessness of this. I think people, when they get divorced and split up or whatever the case may be, they get caught up in what they no longer have. They get caught up in the little fights. And because there's so many emotions going, there's so many financial issues going, there's so many things in the world going on. It's easy to ignore all that because you want to wallow in the misery of what you no longer have. And that's never been a winning recipe. Right. Anybody, you know, so that's one of the things I think we avoided. I mean, we had our issues here and there, but they were so insignificant. I was telling, you know, not too long ago, my mom, I think in the 15 plus years that we've known each other, we've had to my recollection, you may have a different idea, but I can remember maybe five fights. Yeah. Arguments. I should say, let's be very clear. Arguments and disagreements. Disagreements. We got heated. You come from an Italian background, come from a Hispanic background and we, we get heated. We're just, we go. Right. But I remember maybe five. If that. Right. Never. Like, I mean, we had disagreements, yeah. but we didn't really have knockdown. Drag out stuff. Drag yeah. out arguments um, very often. And and even like, I think some people probably think like, well, then how'd you end up divorced? Because like you weren't fighting. And right. it's so again, to each their own. I think, well, I know for me, and I, I think this is true for you, like, I was never okay with just being okay. Right. Like I wanted, right. I either want it to be the amazingness that it's supposed to be, not just for myself, but for the other person right. too. Like I didn't want to live in, I don't want to make this sound bad about our marriage, but I didn't want to live in this mediocre place, yeah. right? Like this yeah, just like, course. like we're, we're, we're not, we're not um, fighting, but we're not like, super happy either we're just sort of we're in it we're getting it was kind of like it got to the point where it was more like two friends living together slash roommates living together 
more so than husband and wife because we had just sort of grown apart. Like I was mm-hmm. sort of on one trajectory with with life and career. And right. again, you are 12 years older than me. So you had already been through certain things that I hadn't gone through yet. Yeah, it makes a difference. And it made yeah. a difference for us where we were at. So, um, and I think, you know, not, I would never speak ill about, about Dominic in any way, but I think the dynamic of having a child together also evolved our relationship to another level where when it was just you and I, right. I mean, literally it was just you and I, and we we're doing A, B, C, and D and everything was great. But then when a couple decides to have a child, it really changes the dynamic. And then things start to bubble to the surface, which become important. Right. And future plans become even more important. And I think, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you and I are our biggest strength is we've always communicated no matter what good, bad, indifferent. It doesn't matter. And a part of that is you and I both explain to each other many times over many months, our wishes, our dreams, our hopes. And I think collectively because of that, we started to identify how things started to separate a little bit in our minds and our hearts, uh, our hopes and dreams. And because it happened over a gradual time, I think the decision that we finally made came that much easier because it wasn't a surprise. Right. You know? And let's, let's be honest. It wasn't an easy decision. You know, that was a very hard conversation that we had and it was a very hard couple months afterwards. And I think people would be really surprised to find out. Um, We were living in an apartment building here in Los Angeles. And when we separated, we, we both stayed in that building. Mm -hmm. Like I moved Well, back up even further, after we made the decision to separate, we were still in the same apartment for two months. Yes, we stayed in the same apartment for two months because we knew we needed to get finances in order. exactly. And then I moved downstairs a floor or two, and we stayed in the same building for maybe another six months or a year. At least, at least. And then you moved a mile away. Exactly. So... So we very much were both still in Dominic's life every mm-hmm. single day. Like not like there, that was the seamless. Part. That he was never saw any difference. Right. It was still like we both saw him every day, different times of the day, obviously. A little over two at that time. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, things we, we had our, that first year and a half to two years was definitely hard. Like yeah. we had to distance, like we didn't talk every single day. We right. definitely had to distance ourselves a little bit. Yeah. For it the was transition. For the transition, yeah. because that's a normal thing. Like you can't just like, you have to still process yeah. the feelings and mourn yes. the loss. Like, it's not like we were like, Hey, let's get divorced. Cool. Bye. Yeah. Like we had all the feelings and mm-hmm. sadness and anger and frustration and doubt. And the I, I think spectrum. all the, yeah. all the feelings. So we did take the time that we needed over that first year or two to, to keep our space and stuff, but still in communication and taking care of Dominic. Yeah. I and, was going to say, but given that it, our co-parenting of Dominic started almost immediately. And yes. It, it just only became stronger and the foundation was laid. And it just, for him, it, it that, that part of it was seamless. All the emotions that we were both going through uh, for the transition is what it is, but that's the adult stuff. It just right. seems to me, I never remember one moment where our raising of Dominic ever even had a hiccup. No. I mean, you know? I think we've had minor things here and there when when we talked about schooling, when we talked about certain things you with mean, him. Or food. <laughs> or food. Yes, we don't. like. We, he, Kent definitely sees more eye to eye with me on food now than he did maybe in the past. He used to think I was crazy. But I think more and crazy more. Crazy is a strong word. <laughs> uh, maybe a little obsessive compulsive. 
No. <laughs> but 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 all honestly, you, way, you yeah. can be honest if you if you think it is. But I think more so now watching obviously yeah. over the years. You, pro- I don't. My understanding is that has your evolved. understanding has evolved. Absolutely, right. and and I think at first, hopefully, you don't think it's OCD anymore. No, no, I say that I use that term OCD, and I use it loosely. Please, just yeah. understand that. Um, I think it was because I was still. We were both, but for me personally, I was still processing the loss. Right. I mean, for me, obviously, it was my second time and losing you in my life at the time. I was processing a lot of stuff, so it was easy for me to use the the, the food thing right. as a scapegoat to, oh, well, she's being a big witch right now about this, and this is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, no, yeah, okay, absolutely, no problem. I'm going to give him A, B, and C. You got it. All of a sudden, I go to Ralph's and I buy C, D, and F. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, we've had a, we have our moments. Um, so let's jump forward a little bit because okay. obviously that's that was seven years ago. So there was a time period where you did move from Los Angeles to San Diego. There was a couple years where you were living down in San Diego because work took you down there. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was thinking it was a little more than seven years ago, though, right? It was like 2011, wasn't it? 2010, 2011. Maybe. Yeah. So maybe eight years. Is my memory better than yours? I'm 12 years older than you. (laughs) Well, because I feel like it was closer to seven because I was in the middle. I had not filmed 21 Day Fix yet. It was the week before I was filming 21 Day Fix when you were moving. Oh, man. Maybe my recollection is different. I thought it was shortly after you began with Equinox. Nonetheless, you lived in San Diego for several years. Anyway, just to let you know. Please. Okay. (laughs) So, So you lived in San Diego for several years. Of course, the dog is barking right now because um, Dom's playing with him. So you lived in San Diego for several years, and that was a little bit of a harder period for us because I would have Dominic during the week with school and work, and then you would have him on the weekends. So we definitely had that transition. So we fast forward. You had lived in San Diego for a few years. You finally did move back here, which obviously was something I always wanted for Dominic to have you close by again. Obviously Dom wanted you close by again. And we had decided at that point, because this was a couple, just a couple years ago. um, At that point I had had several nannies because you were living in San Diego and I needed help during the week with work and Dom and school. (laughs) And we had one amazing nanny for several years. And then she went back to school to get her master's. And from that point on, there was a string of nannies that, we're there to help get him to school, get him home from school kind of thing while I was working. And um, none, they, nanny slash personal assistants, and uh, none of them worked out. Worked out. We were having quite a few issues. Um, <laughs> Needless to say. Generation. What is it called? What are they? Generation. Generational. Oh, Gen X. Gen no, no, X. No, we're no, Gen X. We're Gen They're X. millennials. Most millennials, of I guess. All of them. Yeah, except one. Some people were not as hard of workers. I mean, there was one that Dominic came home and he didn't realize he was ratting her out, but he was like, Mom, so-and-so's Pokemon, Pokemon hatched Go. while we were driving home from school. Yeah. And I was like, what now? That's so, right. yeah, she was playing Pokemon Go while she drove him home from school. So that yeah, was not like okay. It's like a child watching a child. Yeah. yeah. So we finally decided, I said, um, I-, I had actually proposed to Kent that he work with me. Uh, first, obviously, you had a lot of experience in the restaurant, so we were opening... The restaurant, we won't even get into that because that's not not a whole story we want to talk about. Not because there was anything wrong with us. We only have so much time right now. That was just a restaurant issue. But but we talked about, I said, you know, I need need an assistant, um, somebody that I can really trust and count on. And I'm tired of Dominic 
being with nannies, I would much rather him be with either you or I. So I'm in a place in my career where I'm going to hire an assistant one way or the other. So what if you just come work for me as my assistant that way? You like if Dom's not going to be with me, he's going to be with you. So right. we still very much have our. It's funny because we have a schedule for Dominic, like a mm-hmm. quote unquote fifty fifty schedule. Yeah, but but for us, it's I <laughs> it's mean, whatever. It's whatever. It's yeah. we you know half the time. Well, you're at the house now all the time, anyways. Yep. But um, it was funny though. If you want to back up for a quick second, when I was running the restaurant with you guys, I was under the impression that I can do both at the same time. Like run that restaurant <laughs> yeah. properly and be your assistant. And I thought, yeah, I can do it. No problem. I can do it. No problem. Yeah, right. This last year has taught me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> this last year has definitely been a crazy year. And it's, I mean, I do like, it's funny. Somebody made a comment because I asked on social media. I was like, what do you guys want to know about how, you know, Uh-oh. how I do life with my ex? Like, you know, and somebody yeah. was like, they made a joking comment because I said that you're my assistant. Like, Oh, ex-husband, make a dinner reservation for me because I have a hot date. And I was like, well, oh okay, God. I don't have <laughs> I don't have my assistant make dinner reservations for me anyways. I know some people do, but no, he can't. But I would like, if you needed me to. Yes, I know you would. But you're That's handling much bigger things for me than if I need a dinner reservation. But um, <laughs> I just thought that was funny. That was uh, kind of funny. Good question, whoever that was. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what, were, what were we saying? So, so yeah, you... I know, being your assistant yeah. and making sense being there all the time for Dom. Well, what I was saying was, yeah. yes, we have this 50-50, but we see oh, yeah. Dom both every single day. Yeah. So what... Okay, when I asked you about that, all honesty, like, were you... Did you think, like, Oof, is this a good idea or is this going to be... Well, you know what, if here's the bottom line, when you and I had the talk after I came back from traveling from that one area out of the country, we had a really long talk about it and you proposed it to me. And I thought, oh, this woman has absolutely lost her freaking mind. There is <laughs> really, because there's only so much autumn that I can take in so many doses. Rude. And, you were yeah, married to yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, and now we're not. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought, you know, I didn't tell you this, maybe you saw it in my eyes, but at first I thought, oh, this woman is crazy. She's lost it. And then I went home because I think it was, I drove up to get Dom, drove back down to San Diego and I was getting ready to go on another trip. And I put a lot of thought behind everything we talked about because that's right before I made another long trip, which was the straw that broke the camel's back as far as our decision is concerned. And it really sunk in. And I think my last trip overseas kind of solidified it. And I remember specifically calling you because that last trip was way too long and it was during the holidays Yeah, and they agreed to send us all back to the United States. But they asked me, cause I was a team leader running these teams for this the company I was working for. If I would come back the following Monday after Thanksgiving. And I said, you know what? I got to call autumn. I got to find out where she's at with this whole thing. And I knew instinctually where I was at and I knew what you would say, but I wanted to make the call anyway. And I got exactly what I expected. And you were adamant, understandably so, about there's no way. There's absolutely no way. I can't handle it. Dom can't handle it. It's just not a good idea. And I didn't even put up a fight because I totally agreed with you. And then when I came back is when we made the final decision. I think um, I ended up moving up, what, not even a month later. Yeah. 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 Because I was gone for, what, almost two months during that trip. That was was a long one, and that was hard on Dom because Dom was at an age where 
he was dealing with a lot of his own anxiety, but he was young. Like when you first started traveling, he was yeah. only seven or eight. And yeah. so for him, it was hard for him to process like why dad was gone for so long yeah. because he was so used to seeing dad every single every time, yeah. day and every single week. So yeah, I mean, here we are and he Kent's been working for me now for almost two, two years, yeah, right? Going on two years. Going on two years. And people I think are like, you know, you just made the joking comment. Oh, I can only take so much of autumn, like in so many doses. And I think, first of all, I think that's true for most interaction with anybody, like yeah. even your significant other, like people are probably losing their minds in quarantine. In quarantine. I was just going to say, like, listen, I need a break from you. Okay. There's like, either a lot of separations going to be going on or a lot of babies born in December. I think going there's going to be a lot of both. Yes. It's going to, it's going to be a make or break, a bond or a break. Right. Um, but what? But like again, that's but it, normal. It's worked out really, really well. Yeah, you know. And surprisingly here's, so. So here's what I think the beauty is of it. This is why I actually was excited for it. Was because first of all, I can trust you 100. percent So it's like I'm not worried if you're in the house. I'm not worried if if you have keys to the right. house. I'm not worried about whether or not I can trust that you're going to make sure that Dom and I are safe, right? Because right. I had one nanny who didn't lock a door properly when I left for a trip. Like I left for a trip. She watched Dom. She locked the house up. I came home from the trip at nine o'clock at night to my front door wide open, not knowing if I was being robbed or Mm -hmm. if somebody just didn't close the door up four days earlier properly. And that's the same situation with the air conditioner being turned off. That was a different person. Oh, a different woman. Yes. I've had some, like (laughs) we've had some nanny issues. So this is where like, it turns out fine. No, I wasn't being robbed, but I had to call, the police yeah. they had to come sweep the yeah, house at nine o'clock at night like thank god there weren't coyotes in the house because i live in the mountain yeah, <laughs> like, seriously. so so having somebody that i could trust like hey the house is going to be locked up mm-hmm. hey if i need some if i need to give you my credit card information mm-hmm. if i need you to go to the bank for me it's no if, brainer if i need you to take yeah. dominic to the doctor like i feel safe like all of that yeah because we're and making then, collective decisions on everything with him so and also sense. knowing that you, you know, 15 years, you do know me. Mm-hmm. So you know the look that's on it. my face. That's the key. And that's the key because, uh, listen, I'm sure I'm, di- I know I'm difficult. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I know I'm difficult at times. <laughs> my life is crazy, okay? I'm allowed to be difficult sometimes. But. But I understand You it. understand my crazy yeah. a little bit. And I think you also, like, when I'm stressed, Again, I am Italian, and so I have my moments. I think most you got, you got a little passion. Most of my my fans really, obviously, only see a happy, positive autumn. You guys, I'm not happy, Rainbows positive autumn, twenty four seven. Like I get bent out of shape, and I have moments. And Kent is very good at recognizing that, and he very was he very much always was the yin to my yang of like mm-hmm. he was the calm to my chaos, and, yeah. and vice versa at times. Just naturally but he's speaking, more though, yeah. so the calm one, and yeah. always has been. So. He knows the look on my face mm-hmm. when I'm about to lose it. Well, so the tone in your voice, and as he well. knows the tone in my voice. So he knows when it's like a, it's yep. not time to ask her a question, Let's or lock this up, <laughs> or it's dumb. Let's go outside, or like, cool, you, I'm done with everything. I'm out for the day, and I'm, and he knows like that's actually like exactly what I need. When I'm like, everybody get out. So <laughs> I don't want to be in that path. <laughs> <laughs> so having somebody that knows me and understands me. And also I know respects and cares for me and, and obviously yeah. wants what's good for me. Cause what's good for me is what's good for Dominic. Like I think Always that makes back. it so much easier for us to work together. Cause mm-hmm. yes, you're my assistant. And so fine, you work quote unquote for me, but really I think we just work 
together yeah, to manage this new version of our family because yeah. this is still our family. It's just... And you know, it's a, important to note as well. I mean, we've been in each other's lives for a little over 15 years. And when I met you, you were 23 years old, very much full of energy and life. And I got to watch you evolve on almost every level and turn into the person you are now. And it's just, I think it's made it easier for me to handle not only this position, but co-parenting Dom, you right? Know, because I know you, yeah. you know, and it's just, cause believe me, if I didn't have that experience behind us, it might be a little different story over here. Yeah. It's like I might have ended up beating somebody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so speaking of co-parenting, we're going to talk about that in one second. We're going to take a quick break. Then we're coming back to answer some of your guys' questions. And then we are going to wrap this up. All right, you guys, we are back. So speaking of co-parenting, that is a question um, we are being asked. Somebody says, how was co-parenting changed for you three with the pandemic? Oh, interesting. Good question. I think, I think it people, has. Yeah, I was going to say, because I think maybe when people from the outside look in, they probably think, oh, are you all quarantined together? Right. Are you not going anywhere? But, you know, we do, we're in a very fortunate position where, we only go to each other's homes right. when we need to. And obviously we're just as comfortable in each other's homes as we are in our own homes. Right. So it really, it, it doesn't seem like it's really changed anything between us because we're just doing who and what we are. Yeah. And I know? think again, for a lot of people, they're probably in a much different situation when you're yeah. co-parenting. If you're not in a place that we're in, right, where we are very good friends, we work together, yeah. that it probably is right now with the pandemic really hard. You're trying to figure out... Oh. You know, okay, the kids are at my house. Okay, the kids are at your house. Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing and not exposing Mm -hmm. them? And who are you exposing yourself to where you're not going anywhere to work because work is here. So I don't have to worry about like, well, where Mm -hmm. were you? Who were you around? And obviously my job allows me to work from home. So you don't have to worry about that for me. So I do think we, again, are in a very fortunate position compared to what some people are probably having to deal with, with the back and the forth and... Mm -hmm. And well, not to mention the fact that if their relationship as co-parents isn't solid and the same understanding on almost all levels, it could really get ugly. I can imagine, you know, right. it's like, wait a second, you're here or there, or your girlfriend was here or there. And now she's in the house with my kids. You're not going to be around my kid because I don't know who you're. Ex- I can only imagine how that's going for people right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure chaotic. that is very, very challenging. Like, so Thanking our lucky stars for that. Good question, though. Yeah. So, okay. Next question. uh, Staying on this. So how do you present a united front when you need to? That's a great question because I think that's really important. I know. I mean, we know Dom tries (laughs) to work us. We hear Dom try to work us. I think this is like an innate thing in kids where they just inherently know that if mom and dad aren't under the, even under the same roof, I actually think they still try to work Mm -hmm. mom and dad against each other. Oh, absolutely. So Dom tries. You know, it's funny you say that because I'm kind of drawing a blank as to how to answer that question because it just feels so supremely natural for you and I to always be on the same page when it comes to this kid. It just, I can't really answer that question with any, any type of intelligence because it just really comes naturally. I mean, we do have our differences when it comes to certain things, but at the end of the day, even if we express differences in front of Dom, which is rare, they're not, they're not drastic differences at at all. all. But what I will say is there are times where like, 
you know, Dom's 11 and he's definitely testing his boundaries right oh, now. Sure. So there are times where like he'll definitely set you off and <laughs> and I'll be like, all right, hold on, calm down. Like, you know, or Which vice is a rarity versa. for us because I'm usually the calming yes. nature. But there are some times where you need to calm me down. Yeah, where I'm just time. like, all right, let's not yell at him. Like, and by the way, you guys, when I say yell, like, I don't mean yell, but like, you know, like uh, oh, a mad parent is a mad parent. <laughs> so there are times where like, maybe Kent will be the one sort of like going in on the discipline and I'm like, all right, hold on, let's dial it back. And then, and then vice versa. Sometimes there's the one, I'm the one going in on the discipline and Kent's like, all right, but hold on. But for the most part, I think when it comes to Dom, we, again, we just have a really open line of communication and we always have, because we know the importance of that to make sure that he's not getting two different sets of rules. Mm -hmm. He's not getting, different conflicting information so a lot of times if there is something that comes up dom might not get an answer right away correct it might be a let me call your dad or i'll okay let me call your mom or or if something comes up while dom's at my house dom knows like there are no secrets between kent and i i was just that, like say, i'm gonna call his dad yeah if there's an issue and vice versa because there literally is nothing it's so important to bring this up that there's nothing that we hide from dom we tell dom almost everything in a kid fashion but fashion of course but everything is an open line of communication and you and i have a conversation that we need to have outside of his presence so be it but i would say a good 90 percent of everything we speak as a family so there's really no the mom said this or dad said that it's just not happening right we're 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 very much like we'll have the conversation with both of us right there in front of him so he knows dom i feel bad because he probably thinks sometimes man i got nowhere to go i got no no wiggle room here. I can't go this way or that way. Well, I'm, and that's how it would be if yeah. we were living in the same house. So yeah. it should be like, okay, besides walking to dad in the kitchen or mom in the living room, mm-hmm. that would be the extent of wiggle yep. room that you would get. So, exactly. okay. Next question. How do you maintain a healthy relationship? Can I talk? Relationship? How do you, how do you maintain <laughs> a healthy relationship between the both of you when he works for you and is the father of your son? Ooh, so I think we answered that. I think last, we've pretty much yeah. answered that. And the other, so there's actually a part two to this question, which is also how do you guys handle relationships? Like, Ooh, good question. meaning with other people. Um, so I think we've already answered the first part of that yeah, quite a bit. Very much. When it comes to dating and stuff, actually, again, I know, I know we're not the norm, but Kent Absolutely and I are pretty. Not, yeah open about that too like yeah. if we're dating um i mean we're not going into nitty-gritty details but like right. if he's dating somebody like he will eventually tell me about that person because right. that person's going to be around dominic or vice versa mm-hmm. we're both very um very cautious about if we introduce dominic to somebody and and it's how that goes it has to be significant right. before that would happen right. Um, no, Kent is not making dinner reservations for, <laughs> that's for me. Funny. That was a good one. <laughs> that was fantastic. No, I'm not putting on my, well, actually that's not true. Sometimes I'll ask him to take a selfie, but honestly, Kent's selfie skills aren't great. So Whatever, dude. I'll usually I'll ask Dom, selfies. I'll take Dom, I'll ask Dom to take a photo of me actually oh, before sucks. Kent. He actually is really good. <laughs> He's really good, good at it. Um, but yeah, I think it's the same thing. Like we, we but, just talk about like, but see, that's the thing. It's, it's not like, you know, let's just say we're going out on a date. It's not like we're waiting to make that phone call. Hey, Autumn, this is what happened. Or, Hey, Kent, this, we just speak about things naturally. We don't hide anything, right. but yet we don't go out of our way to bombard each other with details. Yeah, no, you're not it's like, it's just not like that. Right. You're not you calling know? me like I have a date tonight. Yeah. It's not like that, but it's like, 
again, if you've been dating somebody for yeah. several months and you're going to introduce her to Dom, then you've said to me in the past, like, hey, yep. you need to be aware. You need to be yeah. aware. This is the person. And we've had we've had moments in the past. Again, very few and far between where maybe there was something that I didn't love. Maybe I felt like somebody was overstepping their boundaries just a right. little bit. But again, but we, we just that. talked through it. Yeah. Like, it because, was never a life changer. Right. Because we know it's not coming from an ugly, jealous right. place. It's exactly. coming from a... A place of concern for concern Dom. Concern for yeah. Dom. Or, 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 or you know, similar, yeah. Yeah, like his understanding because he was young yeah. at that point. Um, you know, it's funny. I'm going to hit the pause button real quick. You brought up Dom. I think one of the biggest factors right now, to be honest with you, is keeping him at bay because if it's up to this child... He will not have you seen anybody ever. Yeah. So I'm always having to tell Dom, hey, Dom, you know, you realize that it's okay for your mom to be happy. It's okay for her to, to date someone and enjoy her life. Nope. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> no. Nope. Yes. If she gets a boyfriend, I'm coming to live with you. I'm like, what else is new? You're always around anyway. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think he's the biggest problem when it comes to dating between you and I is, nope. I go, well, what about me? She go, and he said, well, that's totally different. You're my dad. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. That's my mom. If she gets a boyfriend, I'm living with you. Yeah, he does not want to share at mom's all. love and attention at all. So I think I'm even more so um, more cautious. I don't. Things, yeah. I don't talk about like and and people will people have asked me because they yeah. don't see anything on social media. I right. don't talk about it. I'm even right now. This is the extent of what I will talk about. Yeah, which is kind of unusual of, for me. Because I'm like, ooh, wow, we're putting it out there. Yeah, like I won't. <laughs> I don't like. I'm not saying whether or not I'm dating somebody right now. Right. All I'm saying is is that like. I do not talk about it publicly ever because I'm very aware of Dominic's feelings. Oh, and, and he'll make your life miserable. And Dom's feeling is <laughs> <laughs> over my mom. dead body. So I'll give him a couple of years till he gets a, gr- a, bo- a girlfriend. Oh yeah, just he, he hits his teenage years, and he's gonna be like, "Mom, whatever, do whatever you want." Yes, I guarantee you. So, okay, let's take one more question. So this cool. one is in regards to homeschooling, Dom. And uh, Melanie is asking, how do you go about homeschooling between the two houses? Oh, we, that's actually a great question. Yeah, we don't. Um, homeschooling always happens in one place for Dom. Mm-hmm. When we very first started homeschooling him, we tried it for maybe two weeks where it was right. like on my days, he got homeschooled at my house. And at Kent's days, he got yeah, homeschooled at Kent's house, even recipe. though... Kent was there the whole time, even at my house, because as my assistant, I would be working and Kent would be there. But what we found out very quickly was Dom didn't do well switching environments. Right. He needed that He stability. needed one yep. consistent place that was his quote unquote classroom. So because obviously a lot of my work happens at my house, on my days, I needed Dom to be here. So Dom gets homeschooled at my house and Kent just comes over here and Dom doesn't do a full eight hour day. He does four hours a day. Right. So, um, you know, Kent's just here another and, day at the office. Yeah. And Dom's yeah. in his room doing his homeschooling online with the teacher and mm-hmm. Kent will be making phone calls or emails or doing whatever other, other work I need him doing. And I might be recording a podcast episode or filming yeah, you a make workout. It sounds or, so easy and straightforward. Kid you not every day is different with you though. I'll show up to work and I'm thinking, oh, wow, I just got bombarded with a million things. Cool. And then the next day, it'll be like, hey, what do you got for me? Oh, nothing. Like, really? Because that happens rarely. But once in a blue moon, when it does, I'm thinking, what do I do with myself now? I figure, I feel that way too. When I, when I wake up and I, actually, when I wake up and I look at the calendar and yeah. there's like not a bunch of things on it, 
I panic. You because, feel uneasy, right? Well, I feel yeah. like I forgot something. Right. Like there must have been something big and yeah. I didn't put it on the calendar and that's why there was no other little things. So then I'm like spending like the next two hours like looking yeah. at through emails and what did I oh miss and it's who, so what's funny happening? You say that because I'll go home and even though I don't have really a set schedule when things are done and you don't know anything else, I'm going home. If I don't get a phone call from you or a text when I leave this house, I start to feel a little uneasy. Like, <laughs> okay, is everything going okay over there? Or if I don't wake up to a text or a phone call from you at the ass crack of dawn, I'm like, first of all, you have your phone there? set, so I can't call you <laughs> I before don't. 9 a.m. I promise you, I do yes, not. Yes, you do. <laughs> Listen, anybody who knows iPhones, tell this woman that I. There is no option to not let her call Listen, me before a certain hour. Then the universe she, is doing something because I yeah, literally cannot call him before 9 a.m. <laughs> if I do, his phone goes straight to voicemail. But as of 9 a.m., it'll, it'll go through. But I'm anyways. not doing that on purpose, I promise. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, it doesn't stop the text from coming through because when you can't call me, I, I text him to call me with like 30 <laughs> texts. Heaven forbid I use the restroom or go take a shower. I come back. I'm like, really? It's 30 not 30 texts. texts. Don't exaggerate. Right, Don't make 22. me sound like a monster. It might be two. <laughs> Okay. And on that note, <laughs> we are going to wrap it up, you guys. Thanks oh for God. tuning in. Yes. Thanks for listening Thank to you, Let's Do Life. Uh, Great questions. Yes. Awesome we questions. We do a part two of this. Maybe we'll do a part two after mm-hmm. people listen to it. So uh, thank you, Kent, of for thank you. taking some of your time out of the workday to sit down with me. Can I clock out now? Yes. <laughs> you guys, make sure... <laughs> Make sure you um, subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Let's Do Life podcast with me, Autumn Calabrese. This show is produced by Will Sterling for Podcast One. Be sure to download new episodes every week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at podcastone.com. And don't forget to leave a rating and review.